being an artist is a tough decision and it's a long-term one so it, and it just doesn't happen from one day to another but in the meantime well it's it's all about pursuing a dream Welcome to the Flying Fruit Bowl, a platform dedicated to the exploration and discussion of art and the creative process. I'm your host, Aaron S, and in today's episode, I had the chance to talk to the incredible Juan Sanabria. Based in Argentina, Juan is a painter whose work is reflective of the digital age. Presenting portraits that are broken up and separated into pixels, his paintings often question the way that we define identity in the South in the time of technology. Right, so start at the beginning, which is where I start with everybody I interview. Um, so this is like episode, I think, 38. So yeah, so tell us a bit about yourself and how you became an artist. Hey, uh, yeah, first of all, uh, hey Aaron, thanks for having me here in the no problem. flying fruit bowl. <laughs> um, if I, what can I tell you about myself? Um, I don't know. Thinks, thinks about me or how, how I wanted to be an artist. I think I, I've always wanted to be an artist uh, from when I was young. I mean, most of the kids uh, at my age, well, they just wanted to be like Maradona <laughs> or uh, yeah. a soccer player or something like that. But I don't know. I, 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 was, I, I was sucked uh, at sports. So though I love playing, playing soccer and stuff, but uh, I don't know. I think I, I always wanted to be or to do something related to the arts. Uh, I always liked uh, everything about the arts, um, conversations, stories, everything. Uh, my mom, my mom, for example, she used to tell me a lot of stories. Uh, she used to uh, point me to painters or I don't know, she would tell me about the Beatles and stuff. So yeah, and I, I also I had some friends in the high school, not high school, um, school <laughs> just primary school uh yeah we were like i had my my group of geeks uh whom we used to i don't know play video games talk about michael jackson or i don't know things stuff that's so, cool actually because it's like you have your own little community already in terms of in school and that you were able to kind of connect with people about you know interesting topics that you know you wanted to kind of learn more about as opposed to uh you know just as you said being like a soccer player um <laughs> but like why is art important to you well i mean um i think it's uh it's it's a very important thing for everybody in our lives uh, to have that that part of uh of art i mean even to to teach art in schools it's really important though people might not see it as really important but uh, let's not remember that art is what connects you to the um, to one side of, of your brain that you might not be using if you're not uh, if you're not if you if you haven't been taught uh, arts in in primary school so I think it's very important whether if you're an artist or, or not art is uh, art has, has to be present uh, in in every aspect of of life at, at least at some point whether you 
you you're just fully aware of that or not. And you actually studied advertising as opposed to studying art per se. Um, what was the reason for that? And kind of has that actually helped you in your career as an artist? I think when I when I when I wanted to start, uh, well, I finished high school and I didn't wanted to. I didn't knew what to what to study, and art wasn't a, a real thing. But I knew I wanted to do something related or a career that might be creative. And at that point, the uh, commercials were like. Um, there was a, a boom in the, the commercials that they were like doing this super funny creative commercial. So, uh, so that's where one day I thought, hey, I want to do that as well. You know, if that's a career I can pursue, well, I can go for it. I can go for that. So that's how I started. Uh, that's how I started uh, studying advertising. Also. I don't know if this was the question, but um, I think that advertising or how you, you approach uh, uh, a piece, an advertising piece, has a lot to do with how you approach uh, uh, an art piece. In what way? Mm, for example, um, well, you have to think um, First of all, if you're dealing with a with an advertising piece, you have to think uh, who is the brand that you'll be speaking of. What do you wanna What do you wanna say? And you have to think it as a whole campaign. Sometimes you have to uh, finish. You have to think a whole subject or um, uh, what do you a whole idea for the whole campaign. Not not just for one piece. I mean, every piece has to be connected. And the whole idea of the campaign, and you can take it that. Uh, I mean, you can you can you can you can think of a show just the same way, right? Uh, yeah. You can think of your of your of your art the same way. I mean, this is what I this is what I am. This is what I'm saying. This is my message, and this is what I want to say. I mean, I'm I'm the brand, right? Yeah. And this is what I say. Uh, this is what I want to say in this show. Um, I don't know. Maybe in another show I might say something else. But I'm always this brand, just doing these campaigns, right? So yeah, it's a, it's it's a, it's very connected if you think it that, that way. Yeah, because I, I mean, think. Sorry, no. Sorry, sorry. Continue. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, I mean there. There's a. Uh, I know a lot of artists that. Uh, or, or if you start digging into all, many of the artists, most of them has something to do or, or had something to do in the past with, uh, with advertising. <laughs> I don't know why, but there you go. Because I think for me, I think the interesting thing is, is that advertising is very much related to business. Um, and to kind of marketing and I think marketing and business is something that's not ever really spoke about enough in the arts so I think you know for you to have an advertising background I think it gives you some kind of an advantage because as you said you know you are thinking about audience you're thinking about marketing you're thinking about campaigns you're thinking about brands you're thinking about kind of 
more than just the creation of the art itself. You're thinking about the kind of dissemination and where it's going to end up and, and how you can attract people. So I think that's like a really, really interesting kind of background to have because I think it gives you a very interesting insight into messages and ideas and how they can be spread and how they can be sold. So I think that's very interesting. Yeah, but uh, that's that's the thing. I mean, you can be naive about the art world, but at, uh, at the end, whenever you start uh, getting more and more into the art world, you just discover, well, it's uh, it's basically at some point, it, it is a business. It could be yours, could be out, uh, other one business, but at the end, it's a business. So you, there's some there's some things they have to think or consider when whenever or, or i mean you gotta you gotta think your your next move uh and it's all like uh like one move takes you to another it's like like a like a chess game at, at some yeah. point yeah. as well yeah but yeah you gotta be aware of that it is a business and you gotta take it as a business sometimes and being said that i don't know that like i tell you it's yeah i know your point but yes it has it has a lot of uh connectivity within these two worlds they merge a little bit a little bit so, so i think that's very interesting i think a lot of artists both that i speak to and just artists that i kind of just know generally um that they business is not really spoken about often in the arts Um, and I'm kind of curious to to kind of know, like, do you think that there should be more talk about it? And do you think there should be more kind of um, education about business and art? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something uh, most, if you ask most of the artists um, that, that studied uh, an art degree, uh, well, all, all they are going to, most, one of the things I've heard the most is that Nobody prepares you for what comes next. I mean, um, or at least that's what I've heard from people yeah. who study an art degree, that they, they just prepare you to be an artist, but not to deal with the real world as an artist, right? I mean, um, marketing yourself, pricing your, your art, um, how to approach, you know, galleries, collectors, Uh, the art world itself so yep that's uh, that's that should definitely be a, a point that they should um, teach you or teach you more I don't know or just uh, at least give you a, a glimpse of what it is what it actually is is that something that you kind of um, show is that kind of like a side I guess of your kind of working life that you show to other people Um, um, I don't know. <laughs> <That's pretty honest. laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, it's just something that it gets goes natural now. Because I think a lot, you know, a couple of eyes I've asked that to where where I say to them, you know, oh, like how did you show like the business side? Um, a lot of them like, oh, that's just really boring. You know, and I always say like, yes, it's, it might be boring, but it's also quite necessary because if you're an artist starting out and you've got no resources to turn to to tell you kind of like what to do, surely that information is going to be valuable to you, as boring as it might seem to the artist making it. Um, so maybe it's something you should consider doing potentially. 
uh, it might be something that maybe your audience might like to see. Well, there's there's always going to be someone telling you, oh, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that and you shouldn't do this and that, blah, blah, blah. But um, in the end, hey, it's, um, it's a very tough career, especially, mm. especially if you're just getting started. So, I mean, whatever mediums you have to earn money from your craft, hey, why not? I mean, I don't know, stickers, prints, t-shirts. Now you got, yeah. uh, now you got the, the whole empty world that, I mean, it's something new. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm I'm open to everything. I mean, if it just helps you to bring the food to the table, hey, why not? Especially to new artists. Yeah, I see. I agree with that. I think that's actually a really, really good outlook to have because I think sometimes a lot of artists can be very close-minded when it comes to what they want to produce. I think, you know, a lot of artists sometimes, well, you know, not a lot of artists, but some artists sometimes can be like, oh, I only want to paint. And that's cool, but like diversifying your income is, you know, going to be one of the best ways to, to be able to make more money and or to kind of be able to make ends meet when times get rough in one area. You know, people will stop buying your prints because, you know, maybe say shipping is being hit by COVID, for instance, but you have like an online income somewhere like that could be really good for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, and it's and it's like uh, it's like you, you you think it's easy. I mean, but it's not. I mean, you, you just I mean, we're just talking about prints and T-shirts and yeah. stuff. And that's a whole other business. I mean, yeah. You get a yeah. you get a pay, you get a produce, you get a you get a call, make the prints, you get a ship the prints. It's a whole, it's a, it's a lot of work. So, I mean, respect. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. And actually, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this actually this morning. I was thinking, isn't it funny that we live in a world where it's so easy to make money, but it's actually also very, very hard to make money. It's, it's very interesting that I I think I was just thinking about that this morning weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> well, walking. <laughs> Absolutely, I actually was whilst walking to work this morning. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking. I was just thinking it's crazy because we have so many opportunities for different revenue streams and different kind of ways you can make money, but just uh-huh. actually making the money itself and, and kind of, I don't know, having everything set into motion is actually very difficult, and it, it's kind of crazy that, I don't know, it's weird that we have so much access to things. But that doesn't mean that things are going to go the way you think they're going to go just because you access to them. I don't know. It's just something random I was thinking about this morning when I was walking to work. Um, I, I think that I think the hard part of that is to to get organized. Once you get yes. organized with everything, I mean, that's got to be yes. That, that's money. Money comes and goes easily, but yeah. But the, the 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 hard part is just to get organized with all with every aspect and sometimes it, it doesn't depend so entirely upon upon you especially if you're shipping things yes of I mean, course shipping man male person <laughs> we artists we artists hate the the male persons <laughs> no that's <laughs> yeah no no that's sorry true, for, though. sorry if anybody works at the mail but <laughs> it, is, it is that way i mean i put so much effort into every tiny little detail for you just to throw my box into the air and when it clearly says fragile right yeah 
that's <laughs> actually that's that's kind of like a good point though because i guess you have to kind of give up control and give up kind of yeah that yeah i guess yeah that's a really good point though like you you have no say in how things are going to go further as soon as you send them off to ship it's kind exactly. of out of your hands and it's like you've got a hope that it arrives in one piece to the client exactly for example as an artist i'm just my, just by myself i do have entire control in everything except on that so yeah, uh, yeah I, i suffer a lot whenever i have a piece <laughs> going somewhere from the moment i, I took it to the mail till it gets there i don't i don't know i can i can be suffering i could i could check the the tracking number like 20 times a day <laughs> that's it especially if it's like you're shipping a piece of work for a show or something where it has to be intact when it comes back to it like at the end of it yeah. it has to get arrive in tax no forget about it it, it, it already <laughs> happened it, it already happened to me this year uh, oh yeah i paid a lot of money to mail and stuff and it just didn't get in time yeah oh that's not that's not good yeah sometimes well that's that's the, the only part of the, of the things that we don't control and yeah it sucks <laughs> so what for you would you say is the biggest challenge of being an artist survive <laughs> 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 yeah i think uh yeah it's um uh, being an artist is a tough decision and it's a long-term one so It, and it just doesn't happen from one day to another. When it happens, it ha it, it all happens like from zero to ten to 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 ten, like boom. Sometimes it is that. Well, most of the times it it is like that. But in the meantime, well, it's it's all about pursuing a dream. So yeah, <laughs> what's the biggest challenge of, about being an artist? I don't know to survive. <laughs> <laughs> as an artist <laughs> i mean that's i like say i like your realistic outlook i like the fact you're not like you know you know oh it's quite easy because it's not it's, it's a very very challenging career and i think it's kind of why it acts me when i i speak to people and they just really dismiss the kind of idea of being creative and it's kind of like you don't understand how much time and effort people put into it you know knowing that they may not even get to the end result at any point in their life it's kind of like it's quite crazy how people can just dismiss it so quickly without ever having been part of it or even understanding like you know the amount of work it takes because you know you're not just creating work that's the tip of that you know that's just like the bare minimum mm -hmm. you know um actually no actually my bigger question to ask you is kind of like other than like the actual creation of the work what other kind of hats do you need to wear and what other kind of um elements are there to being an artist um well mm, it's all uh, there's a lot of discipline and um, i mean you can you can all you can already be an artist without you knowing it but if you want to be a a, a real artist or, a, or a, at least pretend like to be a serious artist well you need a lot of discipline perseveration I don't know you gotta be like having a good eye you know to see something whatever you can do something different or not i don't know um yep but uh it's just uh there's a there's a famous phrase from picasso i think 
<laughs> that uh, I used to have it in my desk that um, creativity doesn't doesn't find you creativity finds you working while at work or something like that. So yeah, that's <laughs> yep. You just gotta be work. Uh, you just gotta work hard. I think there's no other way. I think there's no magical potion. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely not. I think. I think a lot of people underestimate just how much work goes into being an artist because I think, you know, the way society is, is like we see artists on, say, Instagram, for instance, and, you know, with overnight success and, you know, people doing, you know, maybe something that's trendy and it blows up and everyone's like, oh, this is cool. I'll just, you know, create some work posts on Instagram and, and get paid for it. And it's it's really not that. That's far from the truth. Like, do you think that kind of... Sometimes, sometimes it happens. Yeah. I mean... Sometimes it happens because our world is a crazy world. So, yep, you can be lucky, but I mean, how ma how many people are going to be lucky? <laughs> Just a few. So that's right? true. But do you think there are any kind of misconceptions about being an artist? Yeah, I mean, everybody says that we're just uh, this <laughs> lazy, <laughs> lazy bumps. <laughs> 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 but yeah yeah but um yeah everybody everybody thinks that i don't know you're uh you're not working if you're an artist but actually it just um not having a, a schedule or a, or a time uh, i mean most of the people just go to the office from i don't know 10 to 6 p.m or 4 p.m or whatever and uh I don't have a time, but I have. That doesn't mean I I don't have to work every day. I mean, even the even on the weekends. So, yeah, yeah. it is. Uh, and actually, do you have like a a routine or, or a schedule that you stick to when you create work? Yeah, I tend to. Well, I try to paint at least at least eight hours a day. Now I'm not oh, wow. painting this past weeks this holiday weeks i yeah. was like uh i took a, a few days off because Good. i was feeling burnt and i was like not being too creative or i don't know i, I just felt I, I need to stop for a few days it always happens i don't know why it happens <laughs> at the end of the year because there's no end of the year for us <laughs> but yes uh, <laughs> but i don't know it just happens I think I have to just to reset everything and start thinking of what I'm going to do for the 2022. So yeah, I took a few days off just to to chill out a little bit, but hey, I can't uh, I can't deal with it anymore. I mean, I want to start painting now. <laughs> so yeah. I think I think I'll start uh, this week. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Today's January 2nd, people so yeah, yes. I'm starting. I'm starting. I'm starting this week. <laughs> and actually, it just reminded me. I, I always forget because what I was meant to do ages ago. So actually, uh, an artist I interviewed a long time ago called uh, Nate Verbeck, who's an incredible artist. I'll send you his work. Um, he once okay. said to me, "You know, you should really date your interviews so people know when you've actually recorded them because obviously, when they get released, it's like a good four to five months later." Um, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I should. And since he said that, I haven't done that once because I keep forgetting because I just never, never know when to fit in. 
So I'm glad you said that. It's January the second because I would <laughs> never have said that. <laughs> so I'm glad you said. I completely forgot. I keep meaning to do it and I just never get around to it until I, until I need to talk about something regarding like the date. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is like December or oh, this is January. That's so great. So I'm so glad you said oh, that. That's perfect. Oh, oh. Am I the first interview of the 2020? Yes, you absolutely you are. You're the best way okay. to start the year, I must say. Honestly, I'm Woo-hoo! so grateful. <laughs> Listen, I'm just generally very, very grateful that you agreed to this. And I'm also very grateful for Simona for introducing me to your work. Um, oh, yes. I mean, yes. she's had an incredible year this year as well, last year, technically. Uh, she's had such a good year as well. Like Her work is really, she's shown her work a lot in really great places. And I actually got to meet her in London as well, which is super lovely. Um, it was so lovely she's just a lovely lady she just really is and her work is incredible I really like it um, so yeah I'm very very grateful and yes of course you are the first you're the very first interview of 2022 yeah. Um, yeah. which is perfect yeah, Simona Simon is a super good friend of mine yeah I love her I love her work so hey Simona how are you doing <laughs> <laughs> no she's absolutely like she's one of those people that um, I'm really really glad that I met um, and I got to see her work in person, which is the best thing ever. I'm really hoping to do it again this year. But okay, let's get back into it before I ramble on too much. Right. Okay. So, sh- yes. Okay. So we're recording this in January 2022, the very start of. Um, but obviously, for the last you know two or so years, we've been in kind of like the grip of the pandemic um, and COVID-19. I kind of just wanted to ask you, how has COVID-19 affected you and your work? Well, uh, well, it's... It's weird now because um, it's not the same as when it when it all started. I mean, this was 2020, right? Yes. And yeah, when COVID, COVID first hit everybody and the lockdown was, I mean, all the world was in, in lockdown and it kind of stopped for, I don't know, a few months. Uh, I don't know how much time was it. For me, it was great because I was uh, at that time I was uh, digging into doing some new, some new stuff, some new adding some elements to my to my paintings. So I needed, actually, I really needed the world to stop, <laughs> and uh, and to be honest, I didn't have anything that year planned or shows or whatever. So I don't know. I just. Um, for me, at least those uh, those first months, they were great because there were a lot of, of creative uh, contests and everything going around. And I don't know, like the world itself, it just stopped, but uh, the whole, uh, everybody was just like trying to cheer everybody. And it was like, I don't know, I had a, I had a, I had a great time those first those first months, especially because I'm honest, it's, um, it didn't change my routine that much. I mean, I could I could continue to keep on painting and working from from my house. But and last year, I mean, last year was a little bit weirder. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the USA and working there. And it was weird because, I mean, the, the, the world started opening again, but at the same time, it was like, um, we had this for the, the vaccine problems, the not vaccinated people. Um, I don't know, it wasn't the same still. 
and and now and now i don't know we're just having a, a third wave of covid uh in here uh, or in the world i think i don't know when yeah. it's when is when is it going to end <laughs> um but i don't know i said um people say that this might be the 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 time with this new variant for everybody to to get the the virus and i don't know get the the the, the immunity that we all need i mean I don't know in there, but in here, there's a lot of people um, with COVID right now. I myself, as you know, yeah. this is January. <laughs> yeah, people, I'm locked down <laughs> since last week <laughs> with COVID, getting the, to the final days. But um, there are no people. There's there's not many people in the hospitals, and I don't know if that's because of the virus that has mutated just to not kill the host or is it because of the vaccines or well, i don't know i'm a pro-vaccine guy by the way so yeah so that's that's actually a good point i didn't actually think about it like that because i'm not actually sure of the kind of hospitalization current situation here in the uk i think uh, from what i'm aware of which is not really much so i try not to look at the news too much because it's a bit depressing but yeah, um as far as i know like the cases are like every day is becoming like a record number of cases every day. And the last time I looked, it was like 180,000 cases a day or something like that. But then you're right. We don't like, that's a large number and it seems kind of scary, but we don't think about how many of those cases have ended in the hospital. and like, you know, kind of the seriousness of those cases. Um, so that's a good point. Actually, I hadn't really thought of it like that. And uh, I just feel like we all kind of have to just, make sure we're staying safe and doing the best we can for ourselves and for our loved ones. Um, and for those that are maybe more vulnerable, I think that's all we need to really do. Um, yeah, exactly. But I don't think we, we need to shut down everything again. I, I, I mean, I don't, I'm a, I, I, I don't think that the world should shut down or that they, or that government should close the borders and stuff. I mean, right now, uh, at this point, I think we will have to get uh, used to live with this thing. And yeah. I don't know, if you need to get vaccinated, go and I don't know, take care of yourself. But it's something that is <laughs> not going to go away. So we just yeah. got to get used to it. Anyway. Let's not talk about the, <laughs> this fucking virus anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so the reason I asked about it, because I kind of wanted to ask you, that there was a reason for asking that. Yeah. So, <laughs> not just to get people riled up about it and talk about it and give it more attention than it already has had over the last two years. But the kind of idea was to, to ask you kind of, like, how do you think that the way that we're all kind of, I guess, cooped up inside more or we're spending more time at home affected kind of the arts and the way people are viewing art do you think you know because arts had more of a spotlight i think of the last two years than it has had in a while that more people are looking at their bare walls and being like oh i want to buy some art um, like do you think it's had a positive effect in terms of like for you and your work and people more people seeing your work oh definitely it, it did happen um yeah you can um a lot of artists had a lot of uh requests during the pandemic um and galleries if you ask galleries they'll they'll tell you that 
maybe their best to date was to 2020. So, yeah, I think the, there's a lot of that happened. I think, um, let's talk about your work, actually. Let's get into your work then. Um, can you okay. just describe it for people who may not have seen it? Well, um, it's uh, my work. Uh, I, I used to work a lot on portraits uh, yeah. before getting this style. So I love doing portraits. I've always loved uh, painting portraits. So I, I could say we, I portray people in the modern days um, where everyone is everywhere, but nowhere at the same time. Um, it has a lot of, it has a lot to do with digital age we live in, where life is almost pixelating itself. So I, 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 I use a lot of those elements in my paintings, my portraits. <laughs> so where did your interest in figurative art come from? Well, I think it all started um, back in the days. So I was super into surrealism and surrealist painters like Dali and some others. And surrealism, well, surrealism uses a lot of figurative elements, uh, which I thought back in the days that were like, I don't know, super detailed. Now I look at them, I, they might not be just as detailed as I thought they were, but yeah. Um, well, I started drawing and painting surrealism things. So maybe started from there. And then I, I loved painting portraits and people. So I just wanted to look uh, into a way of doing it uh, in my own style. So I did a lot to get to this style, but it has to do, it definitely has to do with, with the origins of what I was liking at that moment. How important is style to you in your work? Like, do you think an artist needs to have their own style? Yeah, well, yeah, I definitely think. I mean, there's always, there's, if you, I mean, I could have just painted, I could have just stayed painting imperialism stuff, but I wanted to find uh, my own signature thing of my own I wanted to to express uh, all the things that I loved uh, from painters and art into uh, into one uh, put them all into a new concept I think it's super important for you to look for your own voice um, it's gonna it is what is gonna represent you out there right yeah of course absolutely but i think it's it's interesting because you've landed in a really a really good space because your work is reflective of the digital age in the digital age and i think if there's one thing that i personally love to see is art that reflects the age that we live in and kind of art that kind of critiques almost, well, almost critiques the world we live in and i i have a lot of personally I have a lot of time for that i think it's very very fascinating because it's like you're not just creating a piece of work to look good. You're creating a piece of work to open up a discussion. 
And it's like, so like, why is kind of like considering the digital age important to you? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I have to think of uh, a, man, uh, a subject to paint. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I thought about that. That back in the days, now I could think of, I don't know, global warming, and I can think of superpopulation and like ideas to get uh, new ideas to paint. But I, I started with this and, but also it, it doesn't have to be like, uh, like a major problem. It could, you could, you could just, you can just stick into um, tiny little things. I mean, you could be a, a, a painter or a paint super realism from strange angles. I don't know, or common situations and you're gonna be, you're gonna have a voice while doing that, or you can, I don't know, uh, design your own character. It doesn't have to be something so dramatic. I just, I found out that uh, maybe while doing what I was doing, because um, it was, uh, I didn't want it to be uh, a depressed, or I didn't want it, my, my work to be depressive. So, so I started thinking of that, as you say, like a like a critic, like a criticism to to this new times, new era. But I tried to put some fun into it. I don't know. I, don't know. I tried to build some of my characters with a little bit of humor into that, right? Otherwise, it would be like depressing. And I I don't want to be. I I I guess I guess no one's. I, I guess nobody wants. A depressing painting in the, at their homes, and I I don't want to be painting them for sometimes for even two weeks, uh, a depressive thing. So yeah, I try to get, I, I try to have fun while while doing my work. So that's really really interesting because I think a lot of the time people can kind of consider the idea of like the artist in depression creating good work you know like and I kind of wonder like do you think there's a connection between kind of um lower states and lower moods and creativity because it seems to me like a lot of people think you know oh look at somebody like you know Van Gogh for instance you know he was always in a constantly depressed state but he created such great work like, <laughs> do you think there's a correlation there? maybe there is maybe there is I mean sometimes when we just um we are a little bit depressed or or whatever i mean we're just maybe maybe that's just uh something that says that in those times we think a lot more about what we are and what we and where we are now than in other times maybe that's why but it doesn't have to be necessarily you don't have to be a depressive person to be a creative person i mean or at, at least uh, sometimes you could get some ideas from those moments and translate them into happy moments. Yeah. Right. Yeah, of course. You, you don't, you don't have to be like, uh, like dying to be a creative person. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. Emotive person. <laughs> I think that's, I, what, what I like what we said about your work is that you try to make it fun. 
And I think there's one thing that your work is, it is very fun. It's very kind of, you look at it and you're like, you have to like decipher it. It's almost like a jigsaw puzzle. Um, it's like you have to kind of look at it and figure out how it's, um, how it all fits together because it, it fits together in a very odd way because it doesn't fit together. Um, and I kind <laughs> of like, I don't know, there's just so much interesting kind of visual cues uh, between the idea of kind of static images and images in motion. I know you wrote here, um, I've got a quote from your website. I think it's your website. No, it's either website or your interview with one of your interviews you've done. I can't remember where I sourced it from. I should have put the source on it, but I didn't. But it says, um, at some point, I just felt like I couldn't continue painting static portraits anymore, that there was so much more to tell from what I was doing. It has to do with this current and frenzied world in which we live, in which we do not have a second of peace. It's all fast. What you might think is cool one day, just the next day isn't. And let's deal with the next thing. Um, and I like this idea of motion because there's one thing that your images actually do suggest it's kind of like almost a tv screen frozen and pixelated into place um yeah can you talk a bit about the idea of kind of images that are not static well it's it's, it's weird uh to paint uh to do a motion thing with a static painting yeah it is it is weird i mean i think that's uh that's something to add now with I don't know NFTs or animation or whatever uh, to to add some movement into pieces and stuff. But hey, uh, we're just talking about paintings, right? And uh, yeah, and it's it's weird. I mean, uh, for me, it's painting, doing a portrait of a person. I I, I tend to to take a lot of pictures uh, from from that person. And I don't know, use a little bit, uh, a lot of poses, and you can tell if it's the same person, the same clothes and stuff, but it, it just gives you that sense of movement that that is that it is what I'm talking about because I don't know, uh, I could be talking right now face to face, and you could be staring at your phone, so you're somewhere else, right? So. And that's that's also part of the the message. Have you ever actually considered adding like actual movement to the work? Yes, of course. I'm working on that. There's something. Oh, wow. Yeah, there. I have some 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 projects for this year. That's so that's that's so fun. I'm gonna really <laughs> yeah. forward, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. That's gonna be really interesting. Because <laughs> I think because you know I kind of wonder often actually. Um, is like how much is the static image valued anymore in terms of like we live in a society now where you know say TikTok for instance is kind of taken over the world and people want like you know 10 second videos of people dancing and it's kind of it makes me wonder do you think people kind of value static images and do you think people kind of have time for static images anymore no what I've learned myself is that uh, and, I, and I include myself is like we need to build our patience again i mean yeah. i don't have patience and i think people doesn't have patience for anything nowadays i mean i could i could post something and i could write something about that and if it's too long people just won't read it and i think we need to slow down a little bit uh, I, I mean social medias they want you to be like that of course um, yeah i mean i i i could spend like a month doing a painting or work and I could post it and it's done. 
you already seen it. You want to see something else. And hey, give me something else. Come on, dude. I've spent like a month doing this. Yeah. Give me some, give me some credit, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of that has to do with the uh, with the social medias and on our phones. Sadly, but it is that way. Uh, like I was saying, like I was talking to you earlier this week. Yes. Uh, I used this time, this COVID and this vacation time. Uh, and I, I watch a lot of films. And I, 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 uh, I was, uh, like in the days, I could watch a lot of films. I mean, I was like a, like a person who really liked movies. And I don't know why, but this past, this past times, I haven't been in, well, I haven't been to the movies ever since COVID, <laughs> to be oh, honest, yeah. but yeah, but, but I, I haven't been watching a lot of films either. And it's like, we just, uh, we just can't stand into a, a screen for two hours, just watching a, at a movie without, I don't know, getting up, looking at our phones or whatever. And it's something that, There's something wrong in there, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, but then maybe that's because you're an artist and because that time could be more well used spending sitting down and painting something and creating something, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe so. Well, that's something that painting has. Like once you, once I, once I sit to, to do a painting, well, I could, I could be four hours in there and just time flies. So that's so interesting because you lose yourself um in your work um as opposed to just being constantly distracted and like that's really interesting because i think that's what i'm really fascinated with art and artists that they they um can set aside that time to create and just be uninterrupted for the most part and um, i think that's really yeah. kind of it's pretty special because you're kind of it's almost like an escapism in a way from like the rest of the world because you can just be in your own zone painting and getting on with it um that must be pretty yeah, nice Yeah, but to be honest, I was just thinking about the the when I'm when I'm almost finishing a painting. To be honest, I was I just pictured myself in there, but it is it is hard when I'm starting a painting. When I'm starting a painting, I get distracted a lot because you know it all looks crappy, and <laughs> you know you have you still have a lot. A, a long way to go and it, yeah i could get easily distracted when i'm starting a painting not when i'm finishing when i'm finishing i'm already into that i could spend like a whole day painting and time flies <laughs> but it's it it's hard to it has it's hard to do it for me for me my for me at least when i'm starting a work a new work but it just it is what it is i have to do it So when you finish a painting, um, how soon do you create another one? Or is that dependent upon what you're aiming towards? Well, it depends. Um, it depends. But normally it would just take like, no, I could, nah, to be honest, I could, I could if, I got, if, I have a, if I have everything done, I could just start uh, a painting, I don't know, a day or two, two days wow. after that. I mean, sometimes sometimes wow. i gotta do like 
four paintings in a month. So, <laughs> yeah, but I say, yeah, particularly yeah. if you have like a show where you have to create work for something, you have to have that work that I've done. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, you, in a way, you, I guess, you probably don't really have a choice whether you want to create or not. It's like, it's a, it's like you have to create it. And actually, that's probably a good question to ask that I haven't thought of, that I haven't written down, but kind of like the demand for your work in terms of like, I want to talk about exhibiting a little bit later, but just to kind of dive into that a little bit now, I think like, kind of like when you have a gallery show or you have something you're working towards, say like an open call or something, like do you prefer creating work for it or do you prefer having a work you've already created to send to it? Um, yeah, I always preferred to have new work, but that just because that's just me. Uh, but I, uh, I learned that I learned a way to, to send that sometimes uh, some, some works that weren't sold at this show, well, they can be sold at the next one. And it's all about, yeah, you just got to minimize the, the time and the effort because sometimes you got a, a lot of shows and you want to, you want to, you want to get in time to to all the shows and if i if i have to do new works for every every show i get invited i might just not get there and also i could get uh, i could go and stuck in works yeah that maybe they just had bad luck i mean uh had a i had a few paintings last year that weren't sold at one show, at one particular show, and then I sent them to, to another show, and uh, all, all, the, all of the three pieces were just sold out. So it just it has to be it has to do sometimes with the with the audience or the, Absolutely, yeah. or or the public that certain galleries has. It just doesn't have to strictly do with your work. Yeah, that's a good, that's kind of a good consideration for artists to think about in terms of like, it's not always about whether your art is is good or not. It's kind of more about the opportunities it will get to be seen by the people it will be seen by. Because you're right, like you, you having like an art fair is going to have a different audience to you having an exhibition, which is going to have a different, a different audience to you having a solo show or a, or a group show. It's kind of like there's different audiences for the, for each of those and different kind of people who are going to come and go. So it's kind of like, you know, and also who you're showing with as well is going to play a large role in how people respond to your work. Um, so that's something actually a really good consideration I've never really thought of, actually. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, of course. It, it has to do a lot with the, with, the, with the galleries you're showing and with the people who's going to be attending to their gallery. Uh, sometimes also it has to do with the... With your with geographic parts, I mean, um, it's not the same. The for talking about the the USA, it's not about it's not the same the the West Coast and the East Coast. Yeah, and it's not the same London. It's not the same the the French art, or yeah. I don't know Asian Asian art. Yeah, Every that's how, yeah. Every 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 geographic region, I don't know. Uh, people tend to go more into this kind of stuff than others. 
So that's true because a really good example of that is like lowbrow surrealism is very kind of big in America, but mm-hmm. here in the UK, it's not particularly. You won't really see it necessarily. Whereas in say like if I go to London tomorrow, I'd probably see a lot more street art. Maybe that's just London, but you know I see like a lot more street art. It might be the same in America, but like I don't know. Like you're right. That's a really interesting consideration. Again, I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about that either. In terms of like where you're from plays a large impact in the art you see and also the art you might also produce. That's very, very interesting. Um, and also stuff like America, for instance, is like Americana, for instance, is always very fascinating to me as somebody from the UK. And it's like, I love seeing artists paint, say, buildings in America, but then to the Americans, that's probably just, it, it might potentially be boring because that's what they see every day. Like, that's actually a really good point in terms of like where you're from can really take kind of your tastes as well. Yeah, of course, of course it does. Um, it has a lot to to do. Even though now with all the with all the apps and Instagram and Twitter and whatever, uh, you you're just familiarized with more with the arts from 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 these regions, right? For example, I I, I don't know. My art tends to be more like uh like an american art rather than well for example i'm from argentina and my my art doesn't go that well in here there's another kind of art that people consume more in here that's not necessarily my kind of craft that's so interesting though yeah that's interesting to think about actually so maybe it's like it's actually not a case of whether the art is good or not it's more kind of like what is the right kind of audience for this piece of work because it might not be the audience that you are have even have access to or are able to cultivate so quickly um so that's actually a really really interesting consideration that i've again i've never thought about so that's <laughs> very very cool um that wow that no, makes me, that makes you think about a lot of really cool different things and about oh that's really interesting actually yeah those are just those are just some things that you go on, I mean, learning through through different episodes in your life, uh, also by by talking to other artists. Um, artists, uh, I don't know. I have a lot of friends. I have more artists, more art friends outside of my country than my own country. So it's weird, right? That's weird, and and I can somewhat agree with that in terms of like a lot of artists i speak to at the minute are from america um which is hilarious for me to try to get to sleep at a good decent hour but yeah i agree it's kind of interesting how you can um kind of relate and converse so easily with people from outside of your region Um, and you don't even think twice about it as well which is really strange nowadays i think that's so weird um because it's like this week week's perfect example like i've spoken to you you're from Argentina. I've spoken to Duncan on Tuesday, who is from the UK. And I spoke to uh, Nico on Thursday, who's from America. Like, that's really, really nice. It's so international. And I don't think twice about it. It's so strange. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it used to be strange for me as well. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, my, my girlfriend, uh, yeah, she laughs at me because most of the day I'm speaking English. I'm speaking English to everyone. Yes. Uh, uh, luckily, I 
<laughs> I do I do understand and, and I speak very fluently. Yes. That's that's that just uh thanks to my mom actually. I didn't I didn't want to study English and she she made me too. <laughs> uh-huh. Now 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 I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I think languages the older I get, the more I realize it's really important to at least learn another language because I think you never know when it's going to be needed. And also it's just something useful to know. Um, I think it's always something good to know. Like, why would you not want to learn about a different kind of culture and kind of a different way of, of life? And I don't know. Learning is very interesting, I think. Uh, I think we don't really do m- maybe enough of it as much as we should do. I don't know. I don't know why, but I would love to to learn. I, 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 won't, I only speak... Uh... English and Spanish, but I would love to learn, I don't know, French, German. Yeah. I mean, hey, there's don't plenty ask, of don't time. Don't ask me why. <laughs> no, no, I, why, think, but... I think it's also just because it's like a challenge. Um, and you kind of just get to learn something new. It's just like, as you know, it's like, just learn something new. It's a, it's a challenge. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of like you're spending your time doing something that's worthwhile. Because at some point in your life, you may want to go to France. You may want to go to Germany and be able to converse with people there. Uh, and when you get there, you'll understand kind of the culture and the society better. I don't know. I think learning is very, very fun. And I think in nowadays, maybe we're too caught up with kind of being, um, how can I say without sounding political? I think we're very used to kind of being kind of more, I guess, zombified and kind of um, passive. That's it. We used to be more passive than active um i think okay. the way society is it makes everybody a little bit more passive than active and i think learning something is being active so not everybody wants to really do that necessarily that's just my opinion <laughs> that might be an unpopular one but maybe maybe it is maybe it is uh also most of the most of the people speak english so yeah maybe that's why also <laughs> that's true but sorry that was a slightly off topic let's get back into your work <laughs> yeah. so um one thing i wanted to comment on about in your work and i noticed that you spoke about previously but the idea of kind of your work being almost like a mix between collage and painting because i because i read a quote from you about collage and you said you know you're reflecting on different issues in terms of saying that collage is a very personal thing because it involves different perspectives um and that maybe your work might be more related to college than it actually seems and it's I kind of read that quote and I looked again at your work and I thought, actually, your work does have that kind of, that layered, yeah, the kind of idea of like layers and the idea of destroying things and rebuilding things and putting things back together again. And, and you know, the, the deconstruction, reconstruction that um, collage artists often do with yeah. images. Um, and the idea that you take something and then you form something new from the pieces of something old. Um, I really like that. I thought it was really clever and it's not something I really thought of. But um, yeah, I was wondering if you can possibly comment on the idea of kind of reconstruction and deconstruction in your work. Yeah, it's, um, it's well, it's funny because I never thought it that way till a friend that works at Collage told me, hey, uh, can I interview for a, for a Collage magazine? Oh, yes. I was like, hey, the I do show. Collage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maximatic. Yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. I love and, that show. Uh, yeah, the worship. And I never, I, I had never thought of my work as a clash work till that moment. And yeah, it, it just kind of, and then I just started thinking, I started sewing it, 
in a different way. Uh, collage is you, you take a lot of pieces and you made up something new of all, of, of all those pieces. It's like, and it's basically what I do, <laughs> what I do because I, I, I tend to work with photo, photo reference and uh, I cut them and I paste them and I put, uh, I, I, I go on composing my, my new pieces on the, on the computer. And it's, it has a lot to do with collage. It's, uh, it's like, a, like I told him, it's, it's, um, it's assigning a new meaning to, to a previous image, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. And uh, I had a lot of respect for collage, collage artist, but I never thought it that way till, till that moment. <laughs> so it's funny that you mentioned this now. Yeah, because it's kind of, there's something about collage that actually I really, really like. I didn't used to like it probably about maybe like, I don't know, like three, four years ago. I used to think, oh, it's a bit boring. But like now I kind of really, really value the kind of just creativity behind it. Like it's so freeing. You can, there's no rules. There's no limitations. There's no right or wrong way to do things. Um, and I think maybe painting needs some of that because I think sometimes paint, painting can be a big, there can be a lot of gatekeeping in painting and like, you know, this is the right way to do things and that's the wrong way to do things. And, you know, you must have like this skill to be a painter or whatever. And like, do you find that or have you found that throughout your kind of career so far? Has Have people ever said to you like, you know, oh, this isn't painting or like this isn't art? Um, if someone asked, if if someone ever told me that my stuff isn't a painting, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe well, they ask me a lot of if. Well, yeah, many times people thought that it was a collage, but no, it, it isn't a collage. I paint, I paint everything. I, I mean, it could be a collage, but I, I compose uh, first of all i i take the i sketch the ideas then i take the pictures then i deconstruct everything and it could turn out to be something completely different than what i was what i originally had thought and then i go painting that so yep it's always a painting <laughs> so that's an interesting way of working kind of the idea of like your you're like recomposing an image as opposed to just painting the image straight how it is yeah um that that was uh something i was saying about yeah i could have just stayed uh painting deeper listen but i don't know it was um i needed uh it was just not feeling me fair enough do that while at the same time, while at the same time, I, I love uh, I love painting something detailed, and to be able to feel it like I don't know, like a like a glass of wine, and that that if you see it, it, it looks like a like a glass of wine or or just uh, or just some human elements like like a hand or an eye, like to to feel it like. Like it is really, really nice painted, or, or I don't know, like it feels real. Uh, it's super satisfying as well. 
So one thing I kind of noticed when I was researching your work is that a lot of people refer to you as uh, the Ash That Creates Pixelated Portraits. And I kind of wanted to ask you, like, are there any kind of like drawbacks to the work you create? And kind of like, do you like the fact that maybe people have kind of defined you in a certain way? If I like it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's always good to to be known, uh, to 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 get your your stuff to be known and to be uh, I don't know to be pointed as, hey, so this is one's work. Um, yeah, that's always that's always good because that's that's something we all been looking for uh, to have to have our own signatures, but. Yeah. Uh, at first, I didn't want it to to include the the pixel, the pixels or the pixel art. I didn't want it to do pixel art because I was, I was, I wasn't looking, uh, through that way. I was looking into something else. I wanted to do like persons, like in the in the middle of of that decomposition. But I don't know. My art eventually took me there. And and yeah, now I work um, and I, <laughs> I work in that language, but my works aren't entirely pixelated. Yeah, because that's that's the that's the whole idea. I mean, it's like a person deconstructing itself. So yeah, I'm not pixelated entirely pixelated. My characters aren't entirely pixelated. I'm not I'm not crypto punks. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I just think it's, I just, the reason I ask is because I just think it's very interesting how other people would define you as an artist as opposed to necessarily defining yourself. And I think that's kind of, it's a good thing because as you said, it means you've got your own style, you're doing your own thing, you have a very, uh, you know, you have a signature as you said, but it also means that people are, are kind of almost restricting what you are capable of because if you wanted to change your mind tomorrow, and do paint something completely different it may not be as easy for you to transition because people know you for a certain particular style yeah of course um sometimes it's something i have to struggle with um i already i don't know i already put myself into this and uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's something i have to to deal with uh, yeah. even even composition uh, in this yeah. And this style it's a little bit difficult at some points but i don't know i just keep on touching and retouching till i till i know it's till i know i have something in there some some magic it just magically appears the the image that i'm looking for but it's yeah it's it's kind of a of a mess uh, i just put myself into it <laughs> and i say Actually, I guess that's a good question to ask you. I don't know where it is on this list, but um, kind of like, are you ever like, do you ever worry about kind of repetitions of ideas or imagery? Do you ever worry that your images are gonna are maybe to the next person too similar? Mm, I used to, but you know, everything is uh, repeated nowadays. Uh, most of the painters they just use a same image over and over. And I don't know, there, there's something about the art world that loves that, the, that embrace that. They just yeah. want you to be like, 
like a repeated person. They just want you, they just want you to, to be like a unique brand, but I mean, they don't want you to change that much. But I don't know. Mm, as I do portraits, I do tend to paint, to paint different peoples. And I mean, different peoples from, uh, from every, every, every race, every, I mean, I tend to paint, I, I, I don't like painting the same people over and over. Uh, sometimes I could paint like a, like an African person, sometimes a nation, uh, a girl, a boy, a child, an old person. I don't know. I, I like to, to, to explore those, those characters and, and also not, not to get into to just one, one particular person. But yeah, of course I have a lot of, uh, I have a folder full of eyes, noses, uh, people, and yeah, I have my favorites. So sometimes I use, I use the, the same elements to do, a, uh, to do a different paint, painting, a different work. So that's, I, I thought it just struck me when you just said that. And the thought of that is like, so maybe your work is about the way that we're all very different, but all, we're also the, the same. Maybe that's what your work's about. Maybe because if you're using like repetition <laughs> and uh, similar elements and you're, you're highlighting eyes, noses <laughs> and mouths um, or like different kind of different similar elements of a painting, maybe that's kind of a layer to your work is about kind of the idea of, you know, yeah, us being the same and different at exactly the same time. Maybe that's something that might be in your work that maybe you didn't know or maybe you haven't thought about. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned this because I, I painted, uh, you know, I think it was in 2020 with the whole George Floyd thing. Yes. And how everything exploded from there. And I just made a, a, a I painted a, a skull with uh, with different eyes, uh, and it has like a it was like a punk skull with a rainbow with the rainbow colors and the and the the crest. And yep, yeah, it was and that was the message that underneath we're all the same. Ah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, it's just I just thought that when you said that, um, the thing about that's really interesting, kind of like how we are all different, but we are all the same. Or maybe like rather than trying to be different, we're just trying to be the same, but we don't realize that. I don't know, something in that that I like. I don't know, there's something in that the idea of kind of like uh maybe so. There's a whole industry yeah. that that deals the 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 that works uh for you trying to be different. I mean yeah being a, a rebel is like a like a big like a big business for yeah. a lot of companies so uh, there's something fascinating about that that's like i don't know i need to look into that kind of concept it's really interesting um I mean, and actually sorry sorry continue no you try to be different but if you're i don't know let's let's say you turn your you dye your your hair, your hair blue, and I don't know. Many people like that, and all of a sudden, you're gonna see a lot of people 
with the with the blue hair. So it is what it is. Jesus got to do what you feel like, but I don't know. It's <laughs> uh, it's it's not easy to be different. Yeah. You gotta be different from the inside. <laughs> that's that's an that's a very interesting thing to say. I think because I think actually personally, I think we're all quite similar inside. We just don't realize it. Um, mm. Yeah, I think we're all very similar. I think we all go through similar things and we go through similar kind of worries and issues. But maybe yeah. we all we just react to it differently, so it just seems different. But actually, we're all pretty kind of similar. Uh, maybe I don't know. There's just a, a kind of an observation I've had over the last probably a year or so talking to more people, like particularly artists. A lot of artists are actually very very similar. They just have very different ways of expressing themselves and very different views on like the world and their reaction to the world. But everyone's quite similar in a way. I don't know. It's very interesting. Um, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's super fun right absolutely uh, I, yeah i i turn to i i think the same uh i think that i don't know the the artist niche yeah. is like yeah it's pretty yeah we're just pretty much alike with yeah. an artist so i went to sorry I, again i'm sorry i distracted from your work <laughs> um <laughs> so how do you choose who to draw well um i don't know it has something to do it's like uh some tiny details you can you can get from people if if you i mean if you're just if you're talking about choosing a particular person to paint that i want to paint i don't i don't know it has some i don't uh, maybe that this person has uh a mock or something that i like or I don't know. It's it just uh, the the image that this person represents. Uh, if if I had, if I had to to choose a, a, someone in particular, otherwise it's just uh, sometimes it's hey I need a friend. <laughs> I need uh, I need I need this. Uh, hey, can you help me for for this idea I have? Okay, and that that's it. <laughs> but if if I had to if I would have to choose a particular person, yeah, it would be like the tiny details. That's so interesting because you know that is as you said earlier, that is one of the cool things about your work is that the people you paint are varied. It's not just the same person. It's not you know, but just the standard you know your typical standard good looking character. It's like it's people of all ages, all sizes you know all races and i i can really respect that you know because i think sometimes artists don't want to broaden their horizons and maybe they're not sure if they'll do a good job painting say somebody of color or painting you know somebody from a different ethnicity and do it well so you know I'm, i must say actually i have a lot of respect for you for for doing that because i think it's it's nice to see that and it's also nice to see that you know you're reaching out to different audiences and people can feel you know very included when they look at your work um, so yeah, I just want to say actually that I have a lot of respect to you for doing that. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, it was something I discovered uh, over the this past year because when I started, I, I didn't actually I didn't I didn't saw anything wrong in there in there. But yeah, it's like uh, there's a whole there's a whole issue. I mean, 
some some artists they just tend to paint i mean talking about figurative artists they just tend to 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 only paint to only paint this color people for example or i don't know some uh, i don't know caucasian artists they would just paint caucasian people asian artists they would just paint asian people yeah and for me the way to to be against uh, against any racial issue is to paint everybody yeah i don't want to be uh, uh, also because i don't know i couldn't think of just painting one uh, uh, a kind of people uh it would be boring for me uh, i love painting everyone every every ethnic every everything everyone and that's that's my way that's my way to include everyone also that's really interesting i think actually that's what i'm going to ask people about in the future in terms of inclusivity in their work and their audience that's a really interesting consideration because yeah like that's cool because that means your work will reach more people and more people will relate to your work because you're painting everybody not just one person um that's really really interesting actually it's not something i've really thought about in terms i keep saying that a lot today it's not something i really thought about in terms of well that's a good thing you're, you're giving me a lot to think about which is great um, <laughs> it's not something i really thought about in terms of like artists and kind of the kind of characters they create how the audience can parallel that and how that can also um shut off some of the audience or it kind of can uh disengage some people maybe that's kind of quite interesting actually um yeah i'm not i'm not uh i'm not critics criticizing anyone i mean you can paint whatever you want it's your craft you can you can be free to paint whoever you want also i myself i'm free to do that as well but i don't know it was uh something triggered me so uh i think it, it was something that i saw on the internet uh a couple of years ago that triggered me this think this thought that was like uh, a person complaining to another person because he was painting someone that wasn't from of his race or his ethnics i don't know and i was like why wow this is weird why why can't you <laughs> Yeah, that's true. What's wrong in there? I mean, no, yeah, I think it was this uh, this guy painting geishas. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe because people assume that um, to create an accurate representation of a certain group of people, you need experience of their life, even though that's necessarily true. But I can imagine. That might be why potentially. I don't really know. Actually, I don't, then again, actually, I don't really know. I think you, as you said earlier, you're free to kind of create whatever you want. And I think if you're willing to be inclusive and you're willing to create images of, of everybody and uh, show everybody in a positive light, I don't see where the problem with that would lie, personally. Yeah, I mean, as long as you as you do it with with respect, yes. what's wrong with that? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So one thing I wanted to ask you, because I'm actually really curious, and I don't think I've really asked many people this, so I probably should. But like, how do you kind of organize your thoughts and ideas? Like, are you the kind of person who writes down your thoughts and ideas, or do you kind of just keep them in your head 
Well, um, I'm both. <laughs> I'm the kind of person that takes both both ways. But um, but yeah, I tend to sometimes. Well, I get a lot of my new ideas, or when I when I go for a run, I use uh, whenever I, whenever whenever I have to to think of or organize new ideas, I I usually just put my headphones on and just go for a run, and it just I don't know, it just it just ideas start flowing and a lot better in there in those times. But all and also, well, for example, or maybe when you're when you're about to to go sleep, this is not a good idea to think of of, of ideas when when you're about to to go to sleep. Otherwise, you <laughs> yeah, otherwise you just yeah, no, no, no. It's just like your your head starts moving, and I can't get I can't get to sleep then. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I didn't, Yeah, and those times when I'm whenever I get home, I just have to write them or I don't know, scribble something, just not to forget. Otherwise, you forget. It it is gonna be there, hidden at some part of your <laughs> of your head. Yeah. But but you'll you'll forget. So yeah, you have to write <laughs> or scribble or something. And, I don't know. Do a note at my phone. Okay. Something. Just to remember. <laughs> Otherwise, you think, yeah, it's like, no, oh, yeah, I'll remember this. And 15 minutes la later, you're <laughs> you're totally blank. So yeah, it happened. <laughs> so how do you know when a piece of work is finished? Um, well, as I compose in the computer, sometimes I, I already know before I start painting it because I already finished it in my computer and then I have just to translate that into, into the canvas that I'm going to paint. So sometimes I already know that when the work is done before starting work, before already starting the, the piece. So yeah, but it's, um, otherwise it's, I don't know, you just know, you just, There's uh I just go I just go and composing till till I get a till I get some magic out of it. Otherwise, if it if it if it looks crappy, then it might just be crappy. <laughs> But and maybe I'll maybe I could show that to someone else and it could be fine. But I know it's crappy and yeah. I don't know, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable with how it looks. So I have to compose and decompose till till I find it like like there's something there till till I find a, I don't know. There's some magic or something there that I like. And that's how that's when I know. Have you ever composed an image and then painted it and it's turned out differently to how you composed it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, mm, maybe, maybe I did that more in the past, where okay. I was just leaving some parts uh, without. When I wasn't composing everything, and I was just leaving some random parts for me to fill them uh, later on in in the canvas. 
to figure out later on. Um, I haven't been doing this, been, been doing it that way. I don't know. In these past works or these past years, but that's something I definitely do when whenever I do uh, murals, yes. for example. Uh, whenever I go go for murals, yeah, it's like I have this no notion or idea of what I want to do, but it always end up ends something. The world is always different. All right, I, I don't know. I find something to feel or or to do out out there next that wasn't original plan. And how did you get into creating murals? I think that's a very interesting um, method of working as opposed to on a canvas, actually. It's a whole different world. It's a whole different scenario. And I don't know, I, I, I don't feel like I'm a muralist or at least I'm not as connected into yeah. the street or mural world as I am into the gallery world. And they're, though they might seem like they're just one, they're totally different. Oh, yeah, of course. And yeah, being in front of a wall, it's totally different than just painting from, from your house. Uh, the, the dimensions, everything, everything just, it just, it's different. But I love it. I love it. I, I, I love painting. I love painting in the outside, in the outdoor. There's there's also some magic in there. And uh, I it's it's weird because sometimes you get a huge wall that you can paint in like a day, two days, three days, or whatever. And uh, then you get a tiny canvas that you get like two weeks to paint. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, it's super weird, but I love it. Do you want to paint more murals in the future? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I thought it'd be really definitely, cool but, to say. Yeah, definitely. But it's just like, like a whole different world, like I was saying. And I don't know. It's just uh, a part of my career that I need to, to build up a little bit more, I think. Yeah, that's pretty exciting, though, because the opportunities you can, you can then... Um, like have and or the kind of collaborations you could then do with people like that's very interesting yeah no so it's uh for example for me to paint a canvas or a panel or whatever you just go to the to the art supply store and just get them and to get a wall it's like a whole different thing <laughs> yeah you, you need you need permissions you need the from anyone from the from the from the from the owner of the wall from the <laughs> from the city uh, it's a whole different thing it's not like you just go and randomly pick a, a huge wall to paint right wow <laughs> it depends on who you are i guess <laughs> maybe 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 this not me <laughs> <laughs> no but i think that's i'm not just that i think going around the right way to do things means that in the future you have more 
knowledge of how to do that again. So if you wanted to to paint a wall and you did it, say, quote, unquote, well, not quote, unquote, you did it illegally. Um, and it, yeah, it might be a great image, but it's like the next time you want to do that, it's not going to be the same. You can't just paint another wall. If you have the right kind of routines and notions and you know how to do things, it's going to be easier for you. So whenever you need a permission to get out, to have a wall, you can, you know the protocol to go through, you know how to, to access that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, but like I told you, like uh, that's uh, that's a part. Of, yeah, I want to build a, or start building a little bit more. At least maybe this twenty twenty two. Who knows? Yes, absolutely. Why not? No time like the present, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they say they say, but depending on what present they live in. But yeah, cool. Um, so I want to kind of pivot slightly and talk about exhibiting, if you don't mind, um, because you've done you've had a lot of exhibitions over even just like the last year or two um you've done incredibly well in terms of exhibiting your work and getting your work out there and you've had quite a lot of varied shows in, in different parts of the world as well um so i kind of wanted to just to ask you like how have you found exhibiting and how did you get into it well i started um like i like you know i'm from a small town in the north of argentina yeah. so it was like um all the access i had was just going through these open calls and i don't know i got rejected a few years till i finally got accepted into to one and i thought that was it okay this is <laughs> this is the this is it now i'm gonna now i'm gonna be called and that particular year that that first call i got into well it went like a whole year without any anyone calling again. So, oh, wow. Yeah, but I don't know. It's like the that's 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 what we were talking about earlier before. Yeah. It's uh whenever you're a new artist, it's uh super hard and sometimes super frustrating, but you just need to. You gotta be tough and have some discipline and keep on working, keep on moving, and I don't know. Eventually, things come. Yeah, it's like a perseverance. You have to. Re you have to remember you're gonna be rejected. It's it's yeah. just the way. It's just the way of the journey of your art. Like it's gonna happen. Um, and the way kind of the to way to get it. the way to get called, the way to get to to sell and whatever, is like to keep on moving. I mean shows. The more the more you show your work, the more the people will get to know you, and I don't know. The more you'll be called again, and it's just that it's 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 not. Sometimes it's not easy because I mean, hey, everybody would love to to show to show everyone, but it just so getting through that barrier is like the hard point. What has been your favorite place to show in so far? Um, I don't know. I I loved. Uh, I don't know. I loved everywhere. Um, everywhere I showed, uh, there's something. There's some. I had some stories, or I don't know. It was nice to be seen. For example, I showed in Australia, and I, I never thought of. I would have. <laughs> my work would have got into australia 
it was one. It was one of my first international shows, and also, I don't know, our Basel in Miami, that was nuts for me because I was super new artist. Uh, this year I showed with some of the galleries that I've always followed, and they reached out to me, which was super wow. crazy. So yeah, those are the. Uh, I mean. Sometimes, I don't know. It's it. It also doesn't. It, it doesn't. It's not entirely up, up into the place that you're showing, but also it might be just I don't know showing at some gallery that you always wanted to show with. That's crazy. Yeah, that's really really cool though. That's very very cool, and I think it's it's nice. And well, it must be nice for you to know that your work is being seen by such established people and people that you, you know, are familiar with. Yeah. And um, that these people that you always looked into it, um, they're just now talking about your work and saying how cool it is. Yeah, that's that's the best feeling, I guess. So I'm kind of curious, like, do you feel like you're part of a wider art community? Um, yeah, I think there's a, there's a, I don't know if a large community, art community, but uh, I think there's a, a, a at least I have a, a small group of artists. Um, and I think we are all part of a, of a tiny, tiny new community of new works coming in. But I don't know. I get to know new artists and new people every day. And that's one of the things I love about, about this, just, um, and the, the communication and the globalization is, uh, I, uh, I have a lot of new artists, friends, whom most of them I never met in person, but yeah. they're just there, they're my friends. And uh, that's, uh, that's a, new, a new way to go and it's great. So what is your opinion on social media and uh, how important is it to for your work? Um, well, it's a love-hate <laughs> thing I have with social media because it's uh, everything has changed now. Uh, when I started, Instagram was the coolest app you could use and now it kind of isn't. Uh, the algorithm and everything just kind of fucked everything up but yep i can't complain i made i made my whole career up uh, above social media so i really can't complain so do you think that um with kind of like the more followers you have and kind of the more mounting like the popularity that's it with more like kind of more popular the more popularity you have do you feel like a pressure to have to create more um not actually not actually I mean, the pressure is always there. Uh, I guess, I guess I, I had more pressure when nobody knew what I was doing, but now. Oh, uh, wow. But uh, yeah, it's get a, you got to be working the whole day. That's you got to just take it as a, as a regular job. So yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, but I, I I don't I don't know if this was your question. If I feel the pressure of having to post something new. Yeah. Like every every two weeks now. 
I mean, sometimes you have, sometimes you don't. That's it. And Instagram, for example, reminds you, like, hey, you haven't been posting <laughs> anything like in the in the last month. And I was like, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I'm see, not dead. <laughs> <laughs> see, I envy that so much because the way I run things is that I post six to seven times a week. So I post almost every day. Um, so <laughs> I really, I really envy the idea of just like not even posting anything and actually not even caring about it either. Um, that would be so good to do. And actually, how often do you take like a step away from social media and do like take social media breaks? Is that something you do? Uh, something that's something I I tend to do, but not that much. I usually spend a, a few hours a day on social media, so it's I, I guess it's common. At least I mean, just to see what my friends are doing. I, I I take I take a yeah I take at least an hour to just kind of check up what everyone's on what everyone's doing. I, I guess it I guess it, I I feel it's like it's it's all it's almost like part of a job to do that. Well, yeah, I guess that's that's networking, isn't it? It's communication. Like it's not all just um, one sided. Um, and actually, that kind of leads into the question I wanted to ask you, which is like, how do you? How do you kind of keep up with everybody and how do you kind of balance being able to create work yourself and kind of spend the time creating, but also keeping up with people and making sure you're responding to everybody, you know, and giving people kind of like the same amount of, like same amount of time? Yeah, I think it's, there's time for everything. And uh, at least how it works in, in, in my in this tiny community that I was talking about, uh, yeah, sometimes I get some messages from some friends, and if I don't respond them at the time, that's okay. They know I'm doing something else, yeah. and I'll 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 get I'll get back to them whenever I can. And for me, it's the same. If I if I do if I text you, for example, and you don't respond to me, yeah. well, that's okay. I know you're doing something else, or Sometimes we're just in different time time zones. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Which is yeah, I mean, I could be I could be talking to you, and I don't know, it's ten p.m. for me, and while well, it's two a.m. for you. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's something to think about. I think it's the, we. I think we often forget that just because we're able to be accessible twenty four seven, it doesn't mean that we are accessible twenty four seven. And I think, you know, we all have to create our own kind of boundaries as a, as opposed to, this is so critical. Everyone who's listening to this who knows me is going to be like, you don't do this at all. But it, you have to kind of set a boundary for like, you know, there has to be a shut off point where you're like, okay, cool. Now I'm just not going to look at my phone or, or, you know, now I need to focus on doing a certain thing and I need to like not be distracted. So do you think that when people see your work online, is there any different to seeing it in print? Like, is there any advantages of seeing it online, or is there more advantages of seeing it in print, like or in person? No, it's uh, it's definitely something else to to see a working person. Not not only my work, but I don't know everybody's work. Uh, I guess it has something to do with the human eye that uh, there's there's still no device that can compete to the to the human eye, or I mean. There is, but not the, not the, not our tiny cameras from the cell phones, right? Yeah. 
So now it's definitely, it's definitely better to see a working person. And that's, that's also, that's why we still have shows, our shows, yeah. I guess. Uh, I've seen a lot of shows this past year that were great and that you didn't thought how cool they were in the, in the images or, or the preview. Um, I discovered a lot of artists that way that you, you, you just you just don't get to to get the whole the whole the, the, the whole picture of how big they are yeah. uh, on mobile devices or whatever. Yeah, and it's also, I guess, the experience of the art itself. It's like being able to stand in front of it and kind of figure out how you feel about it by looking at it for a longer period of time than just two seconds scrolling past it. Yeah, and also, also because sometimes you get like, uh, well, in your in your phone, you might just get all in one size. And while you're in there, yeah. while you're in the show, I don't know, you can get like these big paintings or or something that you thought that was like a big painting. It's like a small painting, <laughs> yeah. a really small painting. I was like, and you just go like, wow, look at the details, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's, yeah. Yeah. There's magic in there. So, yeah. So what kind of feedback do you normally get about your work? And what kind of feedback do you prefer to hear about your work? Mm, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I don't know. Uh, I guess I normally get. Uh, I haven't. To be honest, I don't know if I if I ever got a, a bad response or anything, <laughs> or someone wrote something bad about my work. Not that they not that they even thought about that, but I don't know. They just didn't say it to me <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good thing though yeah i guess what i'm getting at with the question really is the whole idea that you know social media sometimes isn't so social um but when it is it can be really great but the thing is that like what kind of or is there any kind of certain type of feedback you prefer to hear not because it inflates your ego but just because it's helpful to you in your practice because you know people sending you heart eye emojis isn't necessarily going to help you develop your work um, in the same way like maybe someone who, who has a constructive criticism might yeah I mean it's always uh, if, if you get a feedback or whatever it's always good to get something that you can elaborate uh, an answer from there right yeah or the, yeah rather than just uh, I don't know uh, emojis and stuff what I was just like I, I can't say anything else. I can, the only thing I can do is like put some more emojis or, or I don't know. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate yeah. that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's great when you get uh, something or a person saying what that image triggered into them, okay. for example. Sometimes they're just, I don't know, this remind me of my aunt who lives 
in, in Ireland. I don't know. <laughs> I said, why? And that, that would be like, uh, like, I don't know. You get, you get those yeah. tricky, yeah. tricky yeah. things sometimes from time to time. I, I love to, to hear those reactions, weird reactions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because art's like an emotional trigger. That's like part of the reason for creating art. You know, it's kind of where we're communicating. It's a language. We're communicating something, whether we know it or not. Um, yeah. So to, for somebody to be able to kind of see something completely different that you didn't even think about and it have, you know, such a, a visceral response, like it's nice for you to hear that. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, also, it, it can give you another angle of, of your work. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have a question for you and it's actually from, and you already know him because you did an interview with Artsier, um, Andrew Norris. Um, it's a question he asked, I want to say Blake Foster. I'm pretty sure it was the artist Blake Foster. Um, and the question is, how has art changed you over time? Um, that would have to be a question for my 20-year-old. <laughs> <20 years ago. laughs> but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if if it changed me entirely or if the art changed me entirely or, or if I just been growing with it for such a long time now. But yeah, it builds, uh, uh, it built me in, in a way that, I don't know, I couldn't imagine myself being like this if I, if I wasn't a, an artist. I say, if you I say, good question to ask you actually is if you weren't an artist, what else do you think you would have been doing? Uh, I would be, well, I used to work a lot with my father back in the days and he works with cattle. So I don't uh -huh. know if I would be doing that or not. Uh, actually, I hate that. I always hated that, <laughs> especially because I don't like uh, I don't like the environment. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would have been that. I would have been a lawyer. Who knows? Luckily, you have to find out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's someone going to ask other people. That's just a good question, actually. Um, so I'm like, oh, that's a good question. Um, so what does it mean to be a successful artist and how do you measure the success of your own work? I'm not a successful artist. <laughs> <laughs> but what does it mean to be a successful artist? What does success mean to you? Hmm. And I disagree. I think I disagree. I think you don't have to be rich and famous to be successful. I think you could be successful because you're creating art, whether nobody exactly. sees it or not. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I mean, you could just be successful just by achieving or getting to to uh, to create something that you feel like it's your own, right? Yes, absolutely. So again, what was the question? So what does it mean to be a successful artist and how do you measure the success of your own work? Hmm. How do I measure the, the success of my work? Yes. Well, 
for me, it's like if if it's if what I do gets to more and more people and more and people, more and more people understands what I do and likes what I do. Well, that's all I need. That's all I need. I think. Oh, uh, I create. I create these kind of things, this kind of pixelated portraits. So, yeah, if people get the idea, I'm cool with that. That's cool. I would personally say you are a successful artist. You've had a ridiculously good 2021. Um, so I, there's no way I say you're not a successful artist. I think you might not be successful because you might not be the richest artist and you might not be successful because you might not be the most popular artist. But I think what you've achieved so far in your career in such a short amount of time makes you very successful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, no problem. You're the one who just said you weren't successful. And I was thinking, like, what are you on about? Like, what have you, have you not seen? Like, did you not read your own bio and the amount of exhibitions you've had and all the great things you've achieved in such a short amount of time? Like, did you not read that? <laughs> like, yeah. I think actually, one thing I've learned, and actually, this is a really probably an interesting thing to say, but one thing I've really learned is artists are so hard on themselves sometimes. They don't, they don't value or they don't realize how good their accomplishments are um there's so many people that i speak to who are like you know oh yeah i just did that or oh my 2021 wasn't that great and it's like you've done so much good things like how, how do you not understand how cool you are and how cool your work is um and maybe because you're caught up doing it and you're just it's you it's like what you do but it's like it's crazy i see so many great artists that just kind of don't give themselves the credit they deserve you know i um, just think it's crazy now i'm super i'm super grateful for this past year and the, all the things I've done, I don't think yeah. I'm. I don't think I'm gonna match. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna be able to match 2021 with 2022. To be honest, but I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. We'll let's see. have let's have this conversation at the end of 2022, and we shall see. <laughs> this is January second, people. Absolutely. Say we can always do this January second, twenty twenty three. I think about then twenty twenty three. and actually, that's something that that was on my mind that I was thinking about doing is like yearly updates. But then the problem is that I wouldn't be yearly because I completely forgot about it and I would have done loads by now. But if that's what you want to do, I, I would love to do like catch-ups, like maybe like every year or like, you know, kind of regular catch-ups if you'd want. Um, yeah. Cause I, I love yeah. the idea of keeping up with people. Cause the one thing I'm, so the one thing I've really tried to do um, and with you is so easy because me and you have already spoken a lot already but I try to keep in touch with everybody I speak to um, and kind of keep up to date with people. But as you probably are well aware, it's also very hard to do that because it's like a lot of time. Um, but it's something that I'm trying to be really kind of kind of uh, diligent with and kind of make sure that I'm, you know, not just being like, yo, cool, we're going to do an interview, cool, that's perfect, I'll never speak to you again. I want to, you know, keep the conversation and keep the community and kind of keep the uh, the friendship going. I think it's really, really great because I love seeing what people do. You know? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes the this um this flow of messages and com communication and conversations it just sometimes it stops but that's that's just normal that's i mean uh, i can't i can't keep on talking to the same person like my yeah. whole life but that doesn't mean that i'm not 
into your life if you yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah that's yeah. true yeah no of yeah. course that's true not just that like it's all as you said earlier it's all like you know kind of where you're at time just time differences you know what you what how busy you are what you've got to do you know all that plays a huge part in kind of like who you make the time for because you know you don't have a limited time to talk to everybody all the time so you kind of have to make a conscious choice of who you're spending time with and on unfortunately yeah and also sometimes it's just uh just that that thing also that i don't want to be with my phone the whole day right yes or I absolutely I, i try not to so yeah sometimes i just put my phone apart aside and i don't know i've been doing that this past few weeks and or I, at least i've tried to but it's always like i get a message from a friend and i don't know i just need to grab my phone and answer yeah. him yeah right? especially when it comes to art issues that or i don't know sometimes we we get a lot of uh we get a lot of, um uh feedbacks and i don't know sometimes i have i have some questions or some things that another artist might another artist might help me with and i do help a lot of friends that way i think that's that's part of our small community we all help each other uh, regardless of the status or where we are yes. or what we need and it's funny it's funny but uh, i love i love doing that so my next question for you comes from the last artist i interviewed which was um an incredible photographer called uh, nico evermore um i'll send you his work later um so his question for you is what was a key influence to how you developed your style and are there any artists that inspire your work the key influence yes actually it i was just looking for this i had this idea in my mind i don't know, i don't know if it was like um it was uh something that happened uh while i was just trying to 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 arrange the grid for a portrait i think it was an accident uh i already i was always looking for this idea based on this social media things and but to be honest it was a uh, it, it all happened with a, as an accident as many things happen to many others i think sometimes you just most of the the, the ideas or the or the styles we we get to see comes from accidents beautiful accidents right yeah that's a, a really good consideration actually that's how it uh, for example have you seen the uh, the pollock how was this yes the pollock movie yes well, or, or if you know about jackson pollock that's how that's how he he found out his style yeah. he just <laughs> he just threw a uh painting by accident and that's how he found out 
So do you have a question for the next artist I interview? Uh, yeah, I, I know this was the assignment, <laughs> but honestly, um, yeah, my question would be like, how do you live <laughs> with your art every day? That's what we every day. And in what way do you mean that? Do you mean that like with creating the work, or do you mean that with the work that you create being around yourself in the studio, for instance? Yeah, just uh, how do you get to? I mean, do you get it well? The way of seeing your stuff and your your ideas the whole day. Ah, I saw what you mean. You, you mean ah, I saw what you mean. You mean like um. Yeah, yeah. You get tired ah, of what you're doing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't mean. You mean kind of like, do you constantly think about your art and kind of like how do you manage to kind of separate yourself from your work? Yeah. How do you stay fresh? How do you do okay. to stay fresh? stay fresh while looking at your paintings or your work 24 7 and thinking in that way 24 7 ah uh, that's how actually a really good question actually i like that question do, a lot how do you manage to to stay fresh and actually do you want to answer your own question <laughs> Yeah, it's a, I was just thinking about that. I mean, <laughs> I, I was just thinking about what what can I ask uh, uh, an artist? Yeah, and it's basically sometimes sometimes that's this is something I always speak to with a lot of uh, colleagues. Uh, sometimes we artists tend to change everything like when so fast, or at least the audience thinks that we're just changing it so fast. The real thing is that we've been looking at this idea or, or style for so long that sometimes we get tired of painting the same thing over and yeah. over. But sometimes it's just us that we're just getting tired. Um, and people, people might be just start, they, they might just start familiarizing with your art at that point and you all of a sudden change everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. just something that we need to keep in mind, not to change everything that so, so fast. But yeah, but it's, it's weird sometimes to, to get into fresh ideas uh while maintaining a, a same style or same line of characters or whatever yeah it's um it's something that sometimes it, it is a it, it is a work you just gotta work to be fresh right absolutely um and actually that's a really good question because the next artist i interview is uh, a gentleman well hopefully wait yeah, hopefully the next artist I interview, because I, I haven't set an actual official date yet. So hopefully the next artist I interview is a gentleman called Mac Jukes. Um, and I met him in London last year. And um, he creates these really, really, really lovely monoprints. 
um i'll send him i'll send his work to you after this um okay. and he his work is in many ways very repetitive like the imagery is quite repetitive um so this is actually probably a really good question for him because <laughs> yeah so it's actually a really good question for him and also because he's just started to experiment with uh creating his work into kind of installations so this is actually probably a very good question for him because i think this is probably something that he's been thinking about over the last year because his work has kind of developed slowly over the last year into something different, but also what's being exactly the same. Um, so yeah, this is like a really good question for him actually, which is quite fun. And actually just for anybody. Um, so yeah, I'll send you his work after this because uh, you'll see what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, that's really good. I like the question. I think it's a great question. I think artists have the best questions for the artists. I don't know why I even bother. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So, Maybe we're just, we're just in touch with everyone's yeah. uh, issues, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, we had some issues. <laughs> hey, everybody has issues. I mean, it's the way of the world. Um, yeah. So, in your opinion, what makes a good piece of art? In my opinion, a good piece of art. Uh, that's that depends on so many levels, <laughs> but like a good piece of art, like a masterpiece, is something that I don't know. You know it's you know it's um it has a lot of time into it. Maybe it's work into it, and maybe it's uh composition into it, or it could be just a simple piece, but the message is so strong and so accurate that you feel like it this is okay, this is your masterpiece, right? Whenever you get simpler things uh with strong messages those are really good pieces i think yeah i 100 agree with that um and the second part of that question is what was the last image or piece of media that captivated you and what was it about it that left an impression on you um well that goes change that that changes a lot i mean now with with the with the instagram and stuff yeah. you can go and discover new new stuff every day so it's that changes from day to day but i don't know let me let me think about an artist or something that i've recently discovered i well i've discovered a lot of artists that are now art friends this year i don't know Aaron Robert Baker, have you seen him? Have you seen I have his work? not. No, I don't believe so. Uh, he, he do, he, he does this kind of characters with ball pens, with a ball pen. Oh. Super, okay. Super cool characters, and they're just heads actually, but each head is different, and it's all with. With a ball pen, for example. So yeah, um, like I said, it's something that whenever I started, uh, I think that I thought that there wasn't a much more to paint now. Yeah. But I get to discover. I mean, you could say you you could think, of what else would be up to <laughs> to invent into painting. 
and you get to get and you get to see these new artists every day so it's weird right yeah no, you're right we can how much things we can we can develop from a square painting yeah that's true that's so true actually you're right and like there's always something new to discover also why is it that sometimes you as an artist i mean you won't um you you wouldn't feel that impressed from another artist's work right yes what is it with it with that i mean for example i there are some things that uh, i don't know they just uh, i've already, already been through that and I, i don't see anything new or particular to that but that doesn't mean it it's not a it's not a well done piece of artwork right that's a good consideration actually because as an artist you have more of an insight to the regular person in terms of like how much time and effort that probably took to make so you would think that you'd have more appreciation for it because whether you liked it or not you'd appreciate it more but i guess you're right that's not the case i mean everyone has different tastes though i guess That's a really interesting consideration. Like, why? But then you're not going to like everything, though. You know? I guess. Yeah, that's a really interesting thought, actually. I feel like I want to make that into a question at some point. I'm going to think about that, actually. Yeah, you just got to build a question, but... I'm, I'm literally going to... But hey, hey, if I make a question like that, I'm referencing you in literally every other interview, so that works out quite well for you, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then that's perfect, because if I mention you, and people are like, who's that? I'm like, cool, I'll send you his work, so I just send you their work. See, like, I've, see, I've got it all planned out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, what was your younger self think about your work? Um, that's a funny question, because uh, I don't... I'm, my, my younger My younger me will be like, I don't know, impressed uh, of what I, of what, what I became from, but not because impressed of what I became, uh, but of how do I achieve to this idea, right? Yeah. Well, when I was, I don't know, uh, when I was younger, I was painting like, like I told you, these surrealism things and I had like a like a like a character that was like a robot so yeah totally wow. different so uh, I think my younger me would be impressed that the robots <laughs> never <laughs> never make it <laughs> that's cool it's, I think it's a, it's a great question to ask people because they're very reflective question and it kind of makes you think like actually it kind of probably makes you think about your own um opinions about your work and how they've changed over the years because you know you have a very personal relationship to what you create and as you said like it's developed so differently so it must be nice to think about that maybe yeah yeah like i like i say it's like i developed so differently that that when i was that when i was when i started doing this so So how do you define the term contemporary art? I think it's old now, even the, the new contemporary art. I think there should be more categories now. Otherwise, everything is new contemporary, right? Yes. 
and uh, not everything is light right now. I guess maybe maybe in the past you had like like a movement, but now you have like four or five movements at the same time, right? Yeah, that's true. Different movements, actual movements. So not everything can be like can be called as new contemporary art. So we need to find a new movement now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, I guess we kind of are with the whole NFTs. I guess maybe, maybe that's that's the new movement. I don't. Know. This, that's the kind of an interesting intersection between art and commerce that I don't think we that we haven't quite seen yet. Um, but hey, yeah, we'll have to see where it goes. Yeah, there's a lot of people arguing it about NFTs and stuff, but. Like I, like I said before, it's if it helps you to to earn money, well, and it's something new. Well, you just uh, we just need to find a way to to get this um, to get this new NFT world accepted. Yeah, I don't know. I know. I know. It's. I know it's because it's new and there's a lot of crap going on down there, but that doesn't mean that it's it's not a it's not it's not a good tool to approach to, right? Yeah, that's true. That's very I true. Mean, Just yeah. I mean, art has been like that from from all from from the beginning of times. I mean, every every time someone tried to change something there were always people who complain about that and that at the end embraced that so yeah that is very true actually that's very NFT, true nft or the metaverse or whatever it's something that it's it's gonna be it's gonna be i don't know if it is if if it if it's already here if there's more to come or what, but it's something that we're going to be having to deal with. And the, the, the sooner you start thinking of that in that way, well, the more prepared you're going to be. Yeah, that's a very, very good way to think, actually. Whether you like, whether, whether you like it or not, it's something that it's already present. So... You just, you just gotta. I mean, I, I as an artist, I just gotta be ready for it. Otherwise, I might just step on behind. No. Yeah, I like that mentality. I like that mentality a lot. I really do. I think that's really that's a smart mentality to have, um, because it means that you're not gonna miss out on opportunities because you feel like you're either not. Either they're not worthy of you, or you know you don't think they're going to be valuable. But actually, rather than be like that, it's kind of like you'd rather take the risk and try something new and, yeah, and see how it pans I, out. I had this discussion with a lot of fellow artists. They were just saying like, "Okay, selling an NFT is just like selling a JPG of your work. How is that possible?" And I was like, "Dude, to sell a, a JPG." of my work means that I had 
I had to paint that. I had to photograph that. I had to edit that photo. So if I if I can monetize that, well, why not, right? That's true. That's very true. Yeah, I think that's a good mentality to have, personally. I think it's a great mentality to have. Yeah. So, so what do you think your art says about you? <laughs> that I'm a mess. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny <laughs> <laughs> that I'm nowhere <laughs> and everywhere at the same time <laughs> hey but you're not wrong though you're not wrong at all it's actually a really interesting way to consider you as the artist through your work yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> no some I, I think that my art can say about me is that I'm like super obsessed with details Yes. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and then you get the mail, the mail people screwing up. <laughs> so how would you like to develop your practice in the coming year? And do you have any goals to achieve in 2022? Well, I don't have too many shows uh, scheduled yet. Hmm. Uh, I know I have a big show. Uh, at the end of the year but yeah I don't know if I can just get my work out there like I did in 2021 and and also yeah what we were talking about yeah one thing I would like to develop more is like to find out something or to get my work into this new metaverse thing yeah. to match my work into that and also to to do more murals I don't know but I think also because your work is very much about the digital age it would work very well with the actual digital space itself like I think it kind of lends itself very well um, because the, because it's you know it's self-reflective of the environment it's within um, yeah. so yeah I think that's actually really interesting and the whole metaverse I haven't actually done any research into it, but I've seen a lot of backlash. Um, but I think, as you said earlier, you know, rightly so, it's kind of, it's already here. And rather than knock it, let's see what happens with it. Um, as opposed to just being like, oh no, I don't want to buy into that. Because to be honest, that's probably what we said about Instagram. That's what we all said about TikTok. You know, I look, look at it now, you know? Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah, what think... we said about everything. So yeah. yeah. Like I told you have you. A, that's a very good point. You just gotta be prepared for for the changes. That's, that's an interesting mentality to have, and I think I'm gonna definitely take that on board myself. I think because I think it's it's very easy to look at stuff and be like, oh no, I would never do that. Um, but you don't realize you could really be cutting off certain opportunities, or you could be not reaching an audience, or you you know you could be damaging your future self in some way um, without realizing it. So that's kind of a really fascinating way to think and i'm definitely gonna take something from that myself personally so thank you <laughs> cool man yeah no worries so the very last question which is a double barrow question and that is just the one i always end on and that is what are you currently working on and where can people find more about you and your work actually i'm working on a new series of work that i'm kind of developing yeah uh, cool. to build a yeah, to be a law, it, 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 it's going to be a more surrealist world of what I, of what, what, what I already do. 
Oh wow! And uh, yeah, you maybe when this interview gets gets on, you the works the world will be already out there. So maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who knows? And um, well, people can always follow, can always find me in my Instagram, which is Juan Masana, which is J U A N M A S A N A. Uh, and Instagram and uh, and Twitter, it's the same, but it's Juan Masana Art. And on my website, which is jmsanabria.com. You know, Juan, thank you so much. No, thank you, Aaron, for thank this lovely interview. That concludes my conversation with Juan Sanabria. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about it, please send me an email at theflyingfruitball at gmail.com or by social media sites such as Instagram and Twitter. The Flying Fruit Bowl podcast can now be found on a variety of sites such as Spotify, YouTube or Apple Music. Please consider rating, reviewing, sharing or subscribing on any of these sites to help garner more attention for the show and to spread the word. Please check out theflyingfruitball.co.uk for daily art inspiration and written interviews. Also, we now have a Patreon page if you'd like to support the platform further. Tears start from £1 and more information can be found over at patreon.com forward slash theflyingfruitball. Additionally, if you'd prefer to make a one-time donation, we now also have a PayPal. The link to our PayPal should be included in the show notes. Once again, thank you very much for listening to this episode today. And until next time, folks, please stay safe.